Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Well, hello everybody, and welcome. It's our Sonic University Radio. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> hey, Ron. We, thanks for being here with the chat. Once, once, once again, we've been summoned to the internet to talk about cards. We we have no control over this. It just happens. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, hello everybody. Welcome to Miskatonic University Radio, a podcast exploring fantasy flight games as a card game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. Thank you so much, everybody, again, for joining us today. Because today, we're going to be taking a look at the player cards in the newest Mythos pack. Devil Reef. Or as they call it in Innsmouth, Satan Shelf. Do, do 100%, they 100% misinformation. Do they call can, I can I just say, <laughs> the, the titles of the Mythos packs have been an absolute 100% hit rate for the past, like, two cycles now. It's true. <laughs> you go... You go back to the early parts of the game, there's literally a pack called the Miskatonic Museum. Very boring. Extremely <laughs> boring. Like, I mean, fine path or whatever, but, like, that's, that doesn't get you... That doesn't get the people going, you know? And now but it's, like, like horror Reef, and high yeah. gear. Horror yeah. and high gear? Yes, please. <laughs> I like Starring Bruce yeah. Willis? <laughs> like, like, all the, the Dream Eater ones were so good that it started, a, like, a six-month-long investigation by Ben into whether maybe they were the names of albums that Matt Newman likes. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, Innsmouth... <laughs> And all the Innsmouth ones, it's like you can you can smell the salty sea spray coming off of them. You know, it's, yeah, it's I, I, I love it. Yeah, even, even into the... yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's not what we came here to talk about. Although I'm starting to wish that it was. Uh, <laughs> should should we should we begin to talk about these new cards? Yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, like you last time, I haven't even really looked at these cards. I've seen them, like, kind of in pockets, like, when when they were revealed at first or whatever, and kind of seen, like, some of them. But I didn't, I haven't seen them all in one in one jam together, so. I'm yeah, so I've, I've seen a few of them, but I, a lot of them I have not looked at yet, so. Hey, cool. Sophie. Alrighty, uh, so the first card is a Guardian Asset, level zero cost two. It's Kenai, so this is a downgraded Kenai. Uh, it has a intellect icon and a combat icon on it. It's a talent. Uh, fast trigger, spend two resources, you get plus one intellect till the end of the phase. Fast trigger, spend two resources, you get plus one combat till the end of the phase. So, unlike the original Kenai, it's not a permanent, but it's level zero. It costs you money to play it. Uh, and instead of, I think the original Kenai, you could spend two to boost one of your stats by three for the rest of the turn, right? Was that how it works? No, it's, it's by one. It's, it's, it, I think it's exactly the same. Okay. Yeah, this uh, is exactly the same, except it's okay, not so, permanent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so it's it's just it's not a permanent, and instead it costs money, but it doesn't doesn't uh, cost XP. So yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Kenai level zero? <laughs> that's actually that's exactly kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. So, so some of these. <laughs> Compared to like the level zero higher education, I think is pretty cool because that costs zero. But this, even though, I mean, just costing, I don't know, costing two is kind of a bummer, you know? Like, I don't really, I don't don't really want to pay two for something that lets me pay more money to do things. (laughs) It's funny because like Streetwise and higher education, both the ones that were like tabooed to all hell and probably definitely the best ones out of the cycle are also still the best ones, even downgraded because they both cost zero. (laughs) <laughs> so like and, and all the other ones even um even scrapper scrapper costs two to put out so when you're looking at this card you're looking at paying two in an action and then paying two to get one either intellect or combat so that's like kind of like the first time you're activating it you have to pay four i quote i mean i so, it. It I, still, so I, I, I think that in a in a deck that is going to have a lot of money this might still be worth it yeah so, but the issue is that guardians historically do not have a lot of money but if you're playing like a Tommy or Larry Anderson deck that does gain a lot of money, or even if you're playing maybe like kind of a weird Roland solo build where he plays a lot of the Seeker money cards or something, like I could, I, it's not like I would never play this, but it wouldn't be high on my list if I was just making like a generic Guardian deck. Would you take like one of these in Carolyn? No. Okay. <laughs> what? If, didn't, you didn't even have to think about it. Nope. 
What about for an off-class person that could take Guardian? Because why do I need to boost combat as Carolyn? If I want to boost just intellect, I can get something else. I can get like level zero higher ed or something to do that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I was thinking Uh, like... Yeah, I was thinking like maybe Skids could use it because he has money. Or is there another rogue that can grab Guardian cards that would maybe like benefit from spending a little bit of money to like be really good at intellect or fight? I mean, like, doesn't doesn't Skids maybe want to... It depends what kind of Skids you're making. He might want to boost his agility at least as much as as his combat. That's true. Jenny could take it as well. Uh, I mean, mean, again, I I could imagine like a solo Larry Anderson deck or something maybe would want to play this. You know, like... The end of the phase is kind of nice. Just like two money, you know, like well, if, if you're going to be investigating three times, it's kind of like. Well, but 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 it's I mean yeah, but but it's it's basically if you're going to spend an entire turn fighting, it's good. If you just need to hit something once, then it's not very good, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But it is. I mean, I guess you know you you were talking about skids. It does get more efficient if you're playing extra extra actions, right? So if you're playing, yeah. maybe if you're Larry Anderson, maybe you have Leo, maybe you have uh, other things that get you more actions. Um, yeah. it, it still wouldn't be high on my list. Like I, I don't think it's unplayable, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a generic good blue card. Yeah, that point in chat bringing up that it, it's fr- frustrating that it's not the whole round because we've we've recently had these cards like uh, Survival Knife Level Two and Counterpunch that activate in the enemy phase or you know sometimes at different times so that it actually doesn't benefit you there. Yeah, yeah I wonder if they just right. have an internal rule. I wonder if they have like a rule for templating things that increases to stats are supposed to go away at the end of the phase just because they're hard to keep track of. Because I know there's rules in some other card games that are like, uh, if anything is going to, like bonuses like that are not supposed to persist past the end of a phase unless they're like permanent counters or something. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's possible. Yeah. All right. Let's move on okay. to the next card. Let's do it. Next card is Radiant Smite. <laughs> it's here. Uh, it's a level one, uh, one cost guardian event. Um, it has one will symbol and one combat symbol. It's a spell, a spirit, which means Calvin can play it. Blessed, which means Mateo can play it. Uh, fight, you may use will instead of fight for this attack, or <laughs> instead of combat for this attack. When you initiate this attack, search the chaos bag for up to three blessed tokens and seal them here. For each blessed token sealed on Radiant Smite, you get plus one skill value and deal plus one damage for this attack. If this attack defeats the attacked enemy, return the sealed tokens to the token pool. Otherwise, release them. Sister seems Mary. Like a contender for Ben's, seems like a contender for Ben's like theme Zoe decks. And his <laughs> smiting is, is something that, oh, is something that God either does or tells you to do. Right? It, it is definitely uh, goes into Zoe's theme decks, especially if she's using any other blessed token things. But no, Dan, Dane's right. Like Sister Mary or anybody that's like trying to dump blessed tokens into the bag for whatever reason, like this is our reason to use those tokens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, my reaction is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister, Cam- Sister Mary can use it. What about the good characters? Like that, <laughs> that's, so, no. I mean, one thing to mention here is that we're going to be seeing a lot of these effects that pull chaos tokens from the bag. This one is inherently good because there's no chance, right? Like some cards will say like reveal, how many ever tokens and if you see any of these then you get this additional effect or whatever but this is just like you just search for three up to three anyway so if you have yeah. two you can use it if you have five you can use it you and you'll always get the maximum value that like you know there's no variance there and and the fact that you're releasing them if you miss i mean you're getting a big bonus on this and presumably you're you're choosing the number of tokens so that this finishes off an enemy so unless you miss, yeah. which you probably won't do unless you draw tentacle, that you're gonna get the tokens back. Yeah. Right. And this is what a uh, four damage attack for one money. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe so, a little bit of setup with bless tokens. But yeah. if, if you're already doing, if you're using other stuff from the cycle to generate bless tokens or your sister Mary, then like the bless token part's not really that big of a cost, I don't think. So. Um, I I do I do think it's it's a tough sell for guardians like. Um, mark or roland or whatever that have like higher combat than will because you're kind of taking a hit and you may uh oh you eh, yeah i guess that's true yeah that does kind of help <laughs> you may oh yeah it's, i remember thinking it was weird that it's not just add your will to your combat because there's a lot of those and it's not like yeah I, I think maybe they didn't want to do that and also give you bonuses from the the blessed token so maybe yeah. I, that's understandable also mateo can use it so it's like kind of overpowered right? uh <laughs> Not quite, but I mean, Calvin, 
is decent in Kelvin, I guess, because he he has access to the survivor card, which one of the one of those survivor cards is like the good one for adding bless tokens. So How are you? Calvin already has to put a million cards to specifically do Calvin content. <laughs> how, is, how is he also going to fit a bunch of Bless cards in his deck? Like, two, two Versatiles, I guess, is the answer, maybe? I, I don't no, know. Uh, no, uh, that's, is that two coins in the jar? I don't know. Um, so... this, is an, this is an appropriate use, use for it. I'm making fun of it. I feel like every time I look at these new packs, I'm like, okay, there's got to be some good stuff for Sister Mary. And then there, you know, there are some cards that she can use. But secretly, FFG is just like shoveling coal into this huge Calvin pile that's just like been going for like three sets now. <laughs> I think, I think, I, MJ, I assume, like any, any, anything that has like something glowing on it, maybe, or anything you can justify as being a spirit, MJ's like, oh yeah, that's a spirit card. <laughs> I, 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 I assume that Calvin is a real person who works at FFG and uh, they don't want to they don't want to piss him off so they have to give him a card in every pack that's that's my assumption um, <laughs> maybe i but, bet but, but, but really, really though setting aside for a moment calvin nonsense i think anybody that's mucking around with blessed tokens to any extent is going to play this card yeah, like yeah. it's it, it's a great payoff yeah, consistent it, very good payoff i mean it is level 1 so it's that restricts a little bit who has access to it but uh still wait what uh does mandy have access to guardian is a subclass? No. Or Tony Tony does though. Tony does. Tony does. Yeah. I don't know if Tony's doing stuff with blessed stuff, nope. but he has everything uh, except Mystic. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Marie can use this. So mention in chat. Uh, Gloria can. I'm not even sure Mandy <laughs> and Gloria. But... I don't think Mandy would even want this. No, I was just trying to think of oh, all the people who can use level one stuff. But uh, does Marie have like spells? That up to level three or something yeah yeah so or... yeah, yeah the could use it uh but yeah i think there's a lot of people that can grab it um still that might want to try it out but yeah uh seems pretty strong is the lady in the art here was she on something else i was about to ask about that i feel like she looks familiar i don't know if i've just seen the art before in a different arkham game uh this is a really badass this is a real like vampire diaries ass uh supernatural <laughs> I was like gonna Harry, say that Harry Potter ass kind of a kind of a aesthetic. I mean, she's here. got like a smoking shotgun in one well, hand, and like a weird I, power gauntlet thing projecting. A... I mean, I'm I'm not not into it, but yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just, she looks very familiar. I didn't know if I could, couldn't place if I'd seen it somewhere, but maybe we'll find out someday. Okay. Uh, maybe right. maybe an hour something coming down the pipe. Yeah, let's move on to the next card. All right, so the next card is a secret card. Uh, the truth beckons. It is a level zero cost one event with an intellect and agility icon on it. It's an insight. Um, play only if you are not engaged with an enemy. Move, choose an unrevealed location. Move one location at a time along the shortest path towards that location until you enter that location. End this effect if you reveal a location, if an enemy engages you, or if your movement is blocked. You guys ever see that movie Monster House? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of when I saw this art for the But I actually love this. It's it's pretty cool. It's like yeah, a perspective no, that I've always it. wanted. It's it's really good art. I like it a lot. This is the type of like framing that kind of sets the art in this game apart from something like magic that has like much more kind of traditional like flying dragon facing the camera kind of art. This is the kind of this like kind of perspective and stuff is like really good. Oh my god, right in the chat. This is Daryl Simmons, isn't it? I'm so excited for Daryl. Is it Daryl? Is he holding a camera? I think so. I thought it was a suitcase, but maybe it is a camera. It sounds like a suitcase to me, or a briefcase. But he's got the hat, though, right? Yeah, it's the 1920s. But, Everyone's but, but, but almost mean, all of them have that hat. So. Yeah, come on. <laughs> this is like shortcut on steroids, right? To some extent. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought up shortcut, because that is the card we need to compare this to. Yeah, yeah. Well, shortcut's been tabooed. Um, and I the, the level the level zero one? Oh, not shortcut. Sorry, you're talking about Pathfinder. Right? Path yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't do this to me, Ben. <laughs> no, yeah, compared to shortcut, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, because shortcut cost zero. Because I mean, so, the thing is, if you get one movement out of this, this is useless. You're wasting a card and the money to do something you can do just by moving, right? Yeah. Unless I'm unless I'm missing something about it. Yeah. So so you, so you have to have an unrevealed location that is more than one movement away and i would argue even if it's two movements away it's basically worse than shortcut right so it has to be like pretty far away 
and there has to not be any other unrevealed locations between you and it or enemies or enemies yeah it's just a lot of conditions i well, I if an enemy gauges you it could be an aloof enemy and you just kind of yeah that's yeah. fair I, it has a lot of conditions on it, but I think in Innsmouth, we, Innsmouth has all these humongous giant maps. Oh, yeah. So I feel it's like... Spoilers in too deep. Yeah. Well, all of them. Aren't all of them huge? That, 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 uh, has, that, has, that has been a theme like so far, honestly. like It's been... They should have to be Pathfinder up to like 8 XP, because every <laughs> every Innsmouth scenario so far, you really want two Pathfinders or go home, you know? So uh, that's why I was trying to think of a use for this in this, in, in that uh, game, because if you're playing multiplayer, maybe you split up, and maybe you need to run across the map really quick, uh, then maybe this would help you, like, move three or four locations. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I To me, this is, like, an adaptable target for specific scenarios, if you can cheese, the, yeah. cheese it somehow. Other than that, I, would, I think I would just always rather have Shortcut. Because Shortcut is free. You can use it pretty much any time, and it's always good. This is, like, occasionally a little bit better than Shortcut. But Shortcut is just always great. Yeah, just, Shortcut for some other people, and it's fast. It, that's Yeah, exactly. So, just, like, just, just, just play Shortcut. But like this is, I think, exactly what Dan said. Perfect adaptable target. If you know that you're going in, even if you're doing like blob or something, you might want to put this in because you just go very, very far. It it, it honestly would be pretty good. What was the first scenario called again? Uh, uh, at rock bottom, but it's not that. The the, 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 crust, the crust of despair, uh, I think. Right? Mayhem and bikini bottom or something, I think. Despair, uh, there we go. Thanks, Ron. Uh, C-, C Lab twenty twenty one the adventure but, but anyway that that first Innsmouth scenario right I think this actually would be pretty solid so like I don't know maybe if you're playing Innsmouth like start with one of these and then upgrade it but and, and maybe adaptable it in for specific things yeah 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 let's move on uh, yeah let's do it uh, so our other oh uh, yeah this is this is the one that uh, we really wanted I really wanted to try to get Ben to pronounce this but it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> All right, so, so this is Gaze of Oraksh, I think. Uh, this is a Seeker event, level 2, cost 2, has a combat and agility icon. Uh, the art is freaking me the hell out. This lady is very messed up. Uh, <laughs> it's a spell and first. Uh, it says, reveal 7 random chaos tokens from the chaos bag. Deal a total of 1 damage plus 1 additional damage for each curse or uh, autofail token revealed. Divide it as you choose among enemies at your location. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Uh, this is a weird one, right? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> one of the reasons why I brought that up with Radiant Smite, just like pulling things from the bag, is because this is by far the right? Because you're revealing 7. There's no guarantee that you're going to get any amount. For the of, of any anything that you need, right? Assuming that you have ten curse tokens in the bag and a a uh, auto fail, and you've sealed a whole bunch of other tokens, maybe well, this would hit your location for seven or eight damage or whatever. Okay, so so suppose you're like near the beginning of a campaign, you haven't had like a bunch of squids dumped in there yet or whatever. Suppose you have fifth, you have fifteen non auto fail tokens, one auto fail, and a full ten curse tokens and no bless tokens. So that's like optimistic, but not like incredibly optimistic. So there's like 26 tokens, and there's 11 of them that you hit with, right? right. So so that so you could you could plot out like the average and the expected like number. My I haven't done the math, and I could be totally wrong, but like I think most of the time you're probably gonna hit like a couple of them in that scenario. Yeah, maybe like three, four. I think, yeah, I think you you probably have good odds to hit two and decent odds to hit like three. So you're gonna do like four damage, maybe maybe more. But you're probably not going to do much more than that very often. And that's like if you have someone, it's also really dependent on your group because if you have someone else in your group who's like, oh, look, bless token, bless token, bless token, that just, that works, right? You meant Sister Mary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is the variance that might make this less desirable for me anyway than like, you're going to get those, how many ever bless tokens that you need or want from it. This, question marks. <laughs> until until you actually draw those cards from you know or the the tokens from it rather i i would play this i've suggested i don't know if this will ever happen but i've suggested playing like a three-player like curse team run through a scenario where it's like i think it's like amanda some some rogue and like maybe a mystic but you like dexter maybe but you play everyone plays uh faustian bargains everyone plays uh the stirring up trouble you just play all the curse you have tons of curses in the bag all the time uh I think that would be kind of fun, and oh, yeah. that sort of a, th- that like kind of a theme campaign. I'd probably play this. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Trish or somebody. And... But you like, can just... In, in just like an average kind of a deck, I it's it's just, it's kind of unpredictable. Like, wouldn't you just most of the time be better off with uh, something like um, Blood Rite or uh, you know I've got a plan? There's better options. Yeah, I mean this is tantalizing because it's like oh I can do eight damage with this, but the odds of that are kind of low. That's a lot um, of damage. It, so, someone mentioned in chat like it can hit elite enemies, so you could use it on a boss. Like you could pull it out on a boss and like hope you hit really high numbers on it. Um, I guess if you're, it's a spell, so like that means like Marie can take it, and I think Gloria maybe can take it. So maybe they could do some token manipulation with Mystic token manipulation as well to like up the odds of boosting the damage. Paralagus, yeah. Um, Paralag. I thought uh, Gloria could take spells or something. Is that wrong? No. Oh, can uh, she? I thought no. she had the Guardian uh, Rogue or oh. Seeker zero to one thing. Oh, that's correct. It's yeah. it's worth keeping in mind <laughs> if they ever make a if they ever make like a short campaign or standalone where there's only like eight tokens in the bag or something, like it's kind of like a weird wrinkle. Then it would be interesting to come back and look at this. Uh, or like I think if you look at the available ceiling cards at the moment, you can't really seal that many tokens because there's like a finite number of cards and they each only seal like one thing. Yeah. But if there's some if there's some weird combo that can seal like half the bag at some point. Then maybe this gets better because it would be really it would be really fun to do that eight damage, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know there's like yeah. uh, uh, Mateo builds that people like to do that, like uh, or maybe it's Jim, one of the two that they can really take most of the tokens out of that bag if they use like all of the ceiling cards. So maybe like if that some that person's on your team, you could combo that with this and be like, oh, there's just a couple tokens and all all the curses in the bag. I don't know. See. Seems like, uh... like, and that's and that's very. Are you all sealing? Are you sealing some of the good tokens to make it more likely to draw cards? <laughs> so well, yeah, they, like you got yeah. Like, uh, uh, what's what's the deck, the, the deck that yeah. seals the plus water the elder side? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess so. You can play the new like spell assets that are way better if you draw curses. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, we'll, let's come back and talk about this when we make the like all curses squad or something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally then, I who would watch? Until then, I would probably I would probably not recommend playing this. <laughs> uh, yeah, time time to move on or yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. So next one is a uh, rogue card. We're on the rogues. It's a rogue ally, uh, priest of two faiths. This is a level one one cost asset. Uh, commits for one agility symbol. Uh, ally blessed and cursed. Uh, triggered ability. After Priest of Two Fates enters play, add three Blessed Tokens to the Chaos Bag, and then forced at the end of the upkeep phase, you must either add one Cursed Token to the Chaos Bag or discard Priest of Two Fates. Uh, and then he has two Health, two Sanity, and takes up your ally slot. Hey, this actually kind of works great with that uh, uh, Larry build that Dan was suggesting for the, for the spell card, because you play this, you get your three Blessed Tokens, then you play that spell for four damage. And he let this yeah. guy die. And he lets this guy die. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm, actually, I didn't think about that because he could just play this guy for. Yeah. With his Larry ability. Right. And then immediately Radiant Smite something. There's just so many other allies that do way more than this one, though. I mean, I I don't know. It, it, it just, yeah, it is kind of a combo with, uh, with Smite. But the thing that weirds me out is like. If you're trying to put curse tokens in the bag, it's sort of bad to put this guy down and first add three blessed tokens, so you're like making it less likely to draw curses. Yeah. But then also, if you want blessed tokens, then you can play that. You have to play this guy and then kill him really fast, or you're going to get a bunch of curse tokens. So maybe, so maybe it's you, like maybe you want both. I don't know. It's a road card. Why, uh, why would you want both? <laughs> they mostly just cancel each other out, and then you're less because likely to draw. You want to increase the odds of getting the paradoxical covered into fire. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the reason we okay yeah now, now now it all makes sense yeah so, so your two so your, your two things are uh are actual religion and just weirdness like nonsense is the other thing yeah yeah um, yeah, uh, yeah anyway it's kind of weird i feel like you need to i, I could see it in larry just because it's cheap and if you want to like the blessed tokens that you want the ally for some reason or dexter it's, it's, yeah dexter oh yeah dexter I mean, it's cost one dexter it could you can slide it in for out. free Toss it out and then trash yeah, it I mean, whatever. I mean, an ally that costs one that soaks like a non-trivial amount of damage and horror is pretty unusual. Like yeah. that's at least worth look. It's at least worth looking at. I just, yeah, I, it, I, it feels like the text on this is going to be like a negative at least as often as it's a positive. Maybe 
But yeah, you you could Dexter him out know. and then like use him to soak an AO or something when you play like an actual card you need or something. I don't and, know. And and the thing Ooh, is, Dexter right. Dexter already has like Arcane Initiate is already like a way better one cost ally to do that for Dexter, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, Dexter likes to have stuff like he can't. He's gonna trash Arcane Initiate eventually, so maybe he'll want something else to put out. I don't know. What about uh, calling in favors, right? If you're a Larry, you play this guy at the beginning and get three. Kill something, calling in favors, pull it back to your hand, play it again, get six blessed tokens. Why do you want blessed tokens as Larry again? Because so, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's okay, Christian. Okay. Maybe so, Larry's an old Christian man and wants. He's, I, 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 that, is not, that is not the that is not the vibe. <laughs> not the vibe that I get from Larry Anderson. But I mean, uh, we're we're definitely going to get a blessed shotgun, right? Like we're 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 all very confident. We're, it was pictured in the Radiant Smite, actually. The 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 blessed the bus the blessed the wonder blessed. You know, it does it. <laughs> I'm already trying to come up with names for it. We don't even don't even know if it exists. Like, but, uh... I, I I am very confident we're gonna get some type of guardian weapon that uh, shoots and does a bunch of extra damage based on how many blast tokens you draw or something. Just like pin up the enemy on on a dartboard and just throw blast tokens at it. <laughs> so like maybe Larry would want want that for that reason. I don't know. The art on this this that's, is like a very uh, detailed art. Is this like an actual person that works at FFG or something? Because that's usually the case when it's like this detailed. That's something. Yeah, I was gonna say that's sometimes the case. I think it. I think it yeah. must be. Yeah. He but looks like, like, like uh, oh man, who's that one actor who's like in a bunch of random? Oh, stuff. the guy in um uh, uh Death Stranding. Uh, which Norman which Reedus? Guy? I don't think so. No, I don't know who he is. Not Norman Reedus, the ink from eyes, Mc, Mikhail, no. Uh, ah, I can't think of his name. I'll right. we'll, 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 I can't think of his name. We'll come back to it. For now, let's uh, let's move on to the next card. All right, so the next card is another rogue card called Under Surveillance. It is a cost three, level one event with an intellect and agility icon on it. It is a tactic and a trap. Uh Attached to your location, limit one per location. Forced, after a non-elite enemy enters attached location, discard under surveillance, automatically evade that enemy and discover one clue at attached location. That enemy does not ready during the next upkeep phase. Hmm. I forget who, is there someone that uses traps? Is that, or, that I'm not remembering? Uh, Chuck, Chuck Fergus is, is Chuck Fergus tactics and tricks? He is tactics, you're right. Oh, a Chuck card, cool. Um, no, this card's pretty cool. This is um, people were speculating from from the beginning of this card that there's going to be parallel Wendy that's like home and she's got to like do things <laughs> with traps and like <laughs> murder things with traps. And I think that's great, but I also enjoy this card. Um, there's there's like I mean this kind of makes you do a temporary Trish like it's like three three resources trap a location and do a Trish thing right. I mean, Trish can also use it and trigger her ability off of it, right? Because she discovers a clue, she can trigger, and there's an enemy there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she can use it to remotely discover two clues later when an enemy goes into the location or something. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to, uh, you'd have, to have a pretty good idea that there's going to be enemies spawning specifically at this location. Which, like, some scenarios you'll be able to do that. Others, you'll just be like, have this card in hand and it costs too much money. Yeah, you know. like scenarios where you know there's maybe hunter enemies that don't spawn on you, maybe that could be good for. Maybe good in Forgotten Age, possibly. Uh, like if you're running away from all the snakes, you like leave this and keep running or something. It's not yeah. fast, which is kind of kind of lame. I guess with Chuck you can make it fast, but I, I wish know. I wish this was cost zero because this would be a fun adaptable target. Uh, but at at at, at, at level one you can't adapt to it, so it's kind of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I would, I would normally, I would, nor- I would normally say like three is just way too much, and this this needs to be cheaper for it to be worth it. There are, I mean, like Preston is kind of an exception to that, so maybe. And also, yeah, I think if you're doing the Chuck Fergus deck, then this is pretty fun. Apart from that, I don't know, kind of a tough sell. Yeah, it costs one and it's fast with Chuck. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because you just need like. You need to have a location that you're going to leave a clue on that you also are pretty sure an enemy is going to be passing through. It's 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 worth mentioning that um, so a non-elite enemy enters that location. If the enemy spawns there, they do enter it, right? So it would trigger them. And an uh, aloof enemy yeah. also would trigger this, right? Right. Yeah, just any so, any non-elite enemy. 
So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I mean, in Innsmouth, we are, I, I don't know if anybody else is scarred by Deep One, but it's definitely a thing that you're going to be dodging. Yeah. And then it's going to make its way to you after you're killing and, babies, so. And, and there are, you know, there are some scenarios where you basically, like, kite a big monster around. So yeah. I'm thinking of, like, pa- the Pallid Mask or, like, a Phantom of Truth both kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're one version of Phantom of Truth anyway. So, if it, again, that's why I wish it was level zero, because it would be a fun adaptable target for those scenarios. Well, and those yeah. ones, isn't he elite, though? Like, he oh, has yeah, a big... yeah, that's a good But point. there's also, like, like, Conglomeration of Spheres and Apex Strangle Vine. Like, these are just really beefy enemies that are really annoying to deal with that you'd rather just kind of leave behind anyway. So Strangle Vine has XP on it, though. Uh, that's true. Gotta murder that. I mean, this... <laughs> This does do a lot testlessly if you can set it up because it, it double evades and gets you a clue. So I think it's just very depends on the scenario. If it's like a scenario where you, there's a high confidence that you'll get an enemy, you can trigger this on. Um, yeah, it might it might be really good an expert for that reason. Or yeah. or if you're playing like a character that's bad at everything, like uh, Lola or whatever. Well, or you like mentioned you mentioned Preston, right? He can take this, right? Yeah, he's got, he's he can got take two. this. And- he is rich and bad and everything. So like oh, yeah. this, this is like a seems like it could be a good Preston card because he could just play it and then when an enemy on his location and then when an enemy when he draws an enemy he'll he'll hey I discovered a clue and evaded something. It's like great you were useful yeah. Preston. <laughs> yeah, I I think in in Preston or in like Chuck Fergus dot deck I think it's it's worth it's worth looking at. <laughs> Outside of that, not so sure, but maybe. I mean, you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the next card. Let's do it. The next card is a uh, downgraded blood pact. Uh, it's hey. a mystic, mystic asset level zero cost two has a willpower icon and a combat icon. It's a spell and a pact uh, fast trigger. Add one doom to blood pact. You get plus two will for the skill test limit once per test fast trigger. Add one doom to blood pact. You get plus two combat for the skill test limit once per test. Uh, man, it's a bummer. This costs two. <laughs> yeah. So the the i guess the the good part about it is that you don't have to pay any more to right like other aside from all the other ones you have to pay money for this is the only one that you put doom on which is definitely paying for it in some capacity but this the only reason why i'm excited for this is because i can play this in a marie deck at some point which i just played a marie deck by the way and it did I, I tried very hard to enjoy the experience, but five trauma and and getting mauled by six enemies at the end of time and space I, wasn't were you, great. Were you doing a solo Murray or something? <laughs> oh, I don't know. How'd you get five trauma? No, not important. Uh, blood. I'm excited for this in Dexter uh, because it's a another oh. dumb. It's another dumb card I can use to swap in for a little while, stack a bunch of doom on it, and then get rid of it because uh, it's very fun to load a bunch of doom. Uh, the thing is, though, Dexter's already kind of pretty all set with his willpower. Uh, at least in the deck I'm playing with him, I feel like I'm yeah. usually pretty comfortable with it. Um, but I'm also like playing a lot of the spells that give boost willpower as well. So maybe if you're playing a deck where you're trying to fight with him in some capacity or not use I mean, the spell assets, but you want to use like events or something, then... No, but, but I mean, imagine on, on hard mode, one of the scenarios where the skull gets down to like a minus eight or something. Yeah, it's true. We're playing, our play, first playthrough is on standard, so playing on harder expert, maybe this will be better. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's, it is it is really cool in Dexter that you can basically use it for a turn and just like blast the heck out of it and then install over it at the end. Like that's pretty yeah, cool. That's yeah. pretty nice. And, and Dexter can afford the two because he plays like Faustian Bargain and whatnot and he saves money on stuff. Like he's... Well, he's one of the richer mystics. I mean, when he swaps it, he'll like swap it in the turn ahead of time he wants to use it on, and it'll cost one, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he does have access, uh, uh, someone uh, ran in chat mentioned that he could play guns or not from Rogue if he wanted to, try to make use of the fight. Uh, do some weird jank with that. Um, but, but, but it's just, as much fun as it would be to use this with Dexter, you just have to consider it against other things like you know, okay, so this is going to give you one turn where you get plus two will to all your tests. But what if instead of this, you just played like a Holy Rosary or a Purple Tarot card or a Spirit of Them even or something, right? Like there's a lot of other things that might give you a similar benefit that would be like less awkward. Yeah, I wish it cost like one just because then it would work way better because like yeah. one, one, one cost stuff for Dexter is great because like, oh, this is free. <laughs> it's kind of cool for, for Dexter because he can adapt to while you're not really necessarily looking for adaptable, 
for something like the um, the, the uh, Essex County Express, where every agenda has like three Doom on it, you can use it on the turn that it would the Doom would go anyway, and then mm. use it the next turn and then kill it or something like that. You know, like you can that's... use it technically for two turns, like in a row. Yeah, that's true. If you tap over the witching hour. hour, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also yeah. and. And, and yeah, we, we there's already there's also like there's other ways to get rid of this besides Dexter. That's obviously the biggest one. But there's like sacrifice. Not really. I don't think there's en- enough cards to build a deck around that. But maybe this is like starting to get there. You know, like if, yeah. we get a couple, if we get a couple of other cards that behave like sacrifice, maybe eventually you could have kind of like a deck where you play a lot of cheap cards and then sacrifice them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, right now, uh, Marie's kind of stuck. I think yeah. with Dexter Marie, I think I definitely consider putting this in others it's a little bit harder to sell just because they have to also add more stuff to do dude management which they that you know it takes up deck slots moonlight ritual yeah yeah but you don't really want to play that just for one card uh right exactly yeah so uh yeah uh let's uh let's move on to the next one so this card is abyssal tome so this is a, a new mystic asset level two uh, costs two resources to play. It commits for one intellect and one combat. It's an item at home. Uh, sorry. Um, action. Exhaust, Abyssal Tome, fight. You may use either intellect or will for this attack instead of uh, combat. When you initiate this attack, you may place one Doom Tome to a maximum of three. You get plus one skill value and deal one damage for this attack for each Doom and Abyssal Tome. <laughs> I didn't read this card. Oh god. So wait, does this mean you may place one doom on Abyssal Tome? So you can just place three on it right away? Or does that say like at no, any given time you, you can only have three on it? You can't have one, like a tower of twelve tokens on it. Nothing right, you, you, you can put them on one at a time up to three. So you have to build it up. And then and then once it already has three on it, you you can continue to use it with three doom on it, right? Yeah. But you probably can't sustain it for that long. You probably, yeah, I was going to say, like, like, like I mean, there are, there's agendas that have like twelve plus two per player doom thresholds. You know, it's rare, but there yeah, are some. Mage has a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I want to like this. That's a lot of damage that you can do with it potentially. If you if you're if you're in a center that has a long doom threshold or long agendas, so you can get this down early and then have it be doing four damage every time you use it for a couple rounds. It's pretty good. Exhaust. Just, no, just, 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 just uh, play. Shriveling. Jesus, just play shriveling. Okay, like or there's like three. There's like three shrivelings now. You can play six copies of shriveling. Basically, you well, don't need this. I mean, uh, it does let you use your intellect instead of willpower. So maybe for an off class that has higher intellect than willpower, they could maybe okay, want to use play, it. Play, play, I've got a plan. You know, like <laughs> oh, at, at the gates of sleep, isn't the agenda threshold like twenty or something? There's some, yeah. could technically play this, <laughs> like the first thing. That's funny. Yeah, I guess I guess Ron Chat mentioned uh, you know you could just ramp up it to be plus two damage so you could keep it around a little bit longer. That's probably good enough because a lot of enemies have three health. Yeah, I mean the big boon of this too is that you can either right like so if you're Daisy you can use your intellect if you're a Mystic you could use your will. I don't know why you'd ever want to use your combat, but you can. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it gives it has a lot of versatility there. It's just because it exhausts, it means you can't use it to like blow up a big enemy and yeah, that's because or, or, or ramp it up quickly. I guess they wanted to exhaust it so you can just ramp up to three right away. I don't know, because that would be the fun thing about it, right? It would be another Dexter Doom thing for like you have this out, you don't use it, then one turn you use it three times and totally crunch something, and then at the end of your turn you turn it into a cigarette case or whatever. You know, like that would be that would be great. That'd be too great. They wouldn't let they they won't let us do it. So <laughs> this combo with um, this combo with the uh, what's the card they tabooed? That's really good. I put in Luke decks. That's fast and lets you use tomes. Knowledge of power. Yeah. Knowledge of power. Yeah. Uh, I guess from hand, I guess from hand it's not good, uh, but like if yeah, it's on the board, maybe. Uh, it's from hand. You, you want it if it's in your hand. Yeah. So it it doesn't. It's just one damage. Great. Let's focus on what's really important about this card: the artwork. Like look look at those fish. Those are some yeah. so this is like, like a, a normal kind of looking fish. Then there's a not so normal looking kind of fish behind <laughs> it. It's like the fish tank from hell or whatever. Like yeah. the, <laughs> it's very spooky. Like David Cronenberg's fish tank or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems seems gross. Yeah. 
Well, anyway. So, uh, yeah. I guess maybe Marie could use it as another Doom target, but let's move on to the Survivor cards. Uh, so here we have Butterfly Effect. Uh, we previewed this on our last live stream. Um, is, uh, for uh, Let me go ahead and read it. So it is a level one Survivor card, cost zero. It's an event. Uh, it has one wild icon on it. It is a Paradox, Blessed and Cursed. Fast. When uh, play when a cast token with a symbol is revealed during a skill test at your location, before resolving its effects, you or the performing investigator may either commit a card to the skill test or return a card they committed to the skill test or to this test to their hand. So when we talked about this last week or whenever we did the previous stream, I think we were a little we were a little stumped by this. I think, um, because it it feel like it, there wasn't too many options on like how to utilize it. Great. There's a couple cards that you. There's one in particular that I forgot about. Whereas, like, if you draw a bless token, you can, and you commit the skill card, you automatically succeed or something. A beloved, um, is that it? Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like if you draw a bless token, you're probably going to succeed anyway. So the, the thing, <laughs> I mean, I, I think this is just not a great card. But like, even apart from other stuff about it. Just the fact that it, you can only play it when a chaos token with a symbol is revealed. Yeah. So uh, if, if, yeah. You have, if you have the case where you like commit a courage or something, and then you draw a zero and you didn't need the courage, you can't even use this to like rescue the courage or something. I mean, not that, that not that even that is a great use for this card, but it just seems like the the requiring a symbol thing just makes it even harder to use than it, and it already was pretty hard to use with any kind of effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. it's it's tough because it has. So comparing it to Silas's ability, that's that's the negative, right? That's the stricture. The positive is that instead of it just being Silas where he can only pull something back, you can actually commit something to the skill test. So you can play it to put something underneath the skill test and save yourself from failing or something like that. It, but it's just nice. it anyway. It's that, 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 that just makes it like a worse lucky, basically, right? It's like a lucky that costs you two cards. Yeah, and you can only play it with a symbol on it. I mean, it, it is true. Uh, Kraken in the chat said you, you could technically use it with, um, like, take card. <laughs> your take cards so you actually fail. Because, I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, like, the symbol thing, again, if you draw, like, the minus five, if you were like, okay, I pass on everything except minus five and tentacles, and you draw the minus five, great, you can't use this. I mean, yeah. Uh, would you, you think about it in hard mode where, as like, skulls go down to minus eights or whatever? I don't know, so that you don't have to commit as high. There's also a minus six in the bag. You know, you can't. This doesn't do anything with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if you seal, if you seal the minus six, then <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, as, as, obviously, the art is great. But I I really can't think of a scenario where I'd ever play this. We got all that MS Doyle. Yeah, it's it's a little tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, blessed and cursed tokens are symbols. So if you've ramped up a bunch of them, then you have a higher chance of drawing a symbol. But yeah. Even then, I don't know. We might maybe if we see some more cards like like Beloved, like Defiance, or something there, it's like it's, a trigger off of a symbol. Well, um, and I I think, but the the timing is really bad though because it's when a to chaos token with a symbol is revealed during a skill test at your location before resolving its effects. So suppose you committed something, you drew a blessed token. Okay, before you now draw the next token that the blessed token makes you draw, you have to decide whether to use this. So you could right. be like, oh, I'm probably going to pass, so I'll take back the thing I committed. But then you could still draw a tentacles or something, right? Like, <laughs> like, like you would almost want to, you'd want to save this until like the very end. Yeah, it's tricky, tricky timing. I just, if we get cards that like trigger off of symbols that stop you from drawing, like Lake Beloved, I think you stop drawing when you, you're like, oh, if you feel a blessed token, I think you don't resolve these obviously pass. Yeah, there are the covenants too. If you use them with the covenant, uh. Because the the red covenant, I think, is the one where if you you can exhaust it to immediately stop, like you just don't draw any more tokens mm. after that one. So you could use it with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah. So maybe if we <laughs> maybe we'll see more stuff that like we'll combo with in a cool way. But right now it's kind of eh. I yeah. think so. Um, let's look at the next card. On to the next one. Okay, we have a uh, survivor. <laughs> we have a survivor event called Third Time the Charm. Why a charm? I thought it was the charm. Whatever. No, it's just uh, a charm. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, 
So this is a uh, level two event, uh, so, uh, cost one. It has a willpower icon, a combat icon, an agility icon. It is a spirit. Yes, whatever, Calvin. No, it's, it's level two. So <laughs> it's, it's already a survivor card. <laughs> yeah. Fast, play when a skill test at your location begins. Twice during this test, when an investigator reveals a chaos token, they may cancel it, return it to the chaos bag, and reveal a new chaos token. So it's like you get to be Wendy twice, kind of. Yep, that's basically what I saw. I was like, oh, double Wendy. But anybody, you could, anybody at your location can use it. That's pretty solid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice test. So, but you have to play it when the skill test what? begins, which means this is you. You're you're basically committing to use it at the same time as you would commit like a, a skill card, right? Yeah. So, so like, unlike you, Wendy's ability, which is retroact or reactive, or or lucky even, which is also reactive, right? Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm thinking is like, so this is definitely going to help you pass tests, but is this better at helping you pass tests than say a Rise to the occasion, unexpected courage, just a generic like skill card that gives you a couple icons. And the answer is maybe. Right? Yeah. I guess like the what's the chance that you draw three auto fails in a row <laughs> compared yeah. to at some point, right? Like that's kind yeah. of I mean especially like when, when the when the distribution in the bag is very sort of like bimodal when you have like a handful of tokens where you definitely fail and getting like plus two doesn't help, and then a handful of tokens where you succeed and you're fine then this is better than, like, committing something, right? Yeah, that's true. But you can also just play Wendy. Like, it's a level 2 survivor card. If you're not playing Wendy, why are you not just playing Wendy? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's definitely one of those things that enables cool, right? Like, like for a rogue to buy a bunch, you might want... If somebody plays this on you, that's cool. Then then you might have way more chance to get, like, the plus 1 or the blessed into plus 1 that you, that you need, but... Um, I don't. I don't really see anything wrong with it. It's cheap. It's fast. It. It. I mean, it helps you through one test. It also. What I. What I kind of like about it is, so it's kind of like a dark prophecy type card in that it helps you maybe find specific tokens, but unlike dark prophecy, which is just kind of bad, I feel like this. This like helps you pass a generic test that you want to pass, or it helps you like definitely find a blessed token, if you're doing some kind of thing where you really need to find blessed tokens. Yeah, like like if you're playing like yeah. if you're playing like Bless Token Tommy or something. I don't know. That sounds crazy, but if you did, I mean, you know, it's work, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, I can see that. If yeah, digging for Blaster Curse might be an okay, or even just trying to dig for a symbol. It's it's just know, awkward. Yeah. That I I don't think any of the characters that we usually talk about the Bless Token archetype being in can use this. Well, Yorick and and Tommy for one, like I feel like the best blessed access is right now, um, Survivor and Guardian. Yeah, but well, I mean, so, I'm 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 kind of thinking about like Mateo and Sister Mary, mostly for people that are going to care about blessed tokens. I, mean, yeah, I, I, think, I guess oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's I, think, well, I mean, once we have the full cycle, I think any investigator could try to do blessed token stuff it's just it might not be uh as good as if you know like mary might be doing it but so if if you're doing stuff with blessed tokens or your team is doing stuff with blessed tokens you can put this to other people but um, you but you need to not just be putting blessed tokens in the back to help you succeed which is a bad idea anyway right i think you like having specific cards that are like if you draw a blessed token this awesome thing happens yeah, right. yeah well you, you could like play this on your guardian that is trying to use um what is it? The Blessed Blade, Cannon. Bless Cannon. Yeah, the future Blessed Cannon. Or <laughs> Which may not even exist. We don't know yet. Bazooka. I, I'm going to be, I'll be astonished if we don't get one, um, which it probably means we won't. We'll probably get like an umbrella or something, a Blessed Umbrella. <laughs> That's this card, the umbrella. She's holding it. Oh, she is. Uh, this is some weird Cthulhu art, by the way. I don't know what's I, going yeah, on. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, this is the first thing I noticed. This is very. This is you got to stare at this one for a while. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to stare into the abyss here a little bit. I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, uh, want to move on to the last card? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still staring at that art. <laughs> the last card uh, is a neutral card. It is a two uh, neutral event. Costs one to play. It commits for one wild symbol. It is a spell, which is kind of important for some people. 
Uh, reveal tokens from the chaos bag until you reveal a uh, cursed, auto fail, blessed, or elder sign token. If you revealed a cursed or auto fail, you deal two damage to an enemy at your location. If a blessed or uh, elder sign token is revealed, heal two damage from an investigator or ally asset at your location, and it does not provoke tax opportunity. Great, uh, great art. Yeah, I mean I, this this whole pack is a pretty pretty. Um, this one specifically that I love the little threads. Um, so this, I mean, all this reveal stuff makes me think of Jackie because I feel like she would might benefit the most from these somehow, or like be able to use these the best somehow because she's definitely the person to go for token manipulation. Um, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, this one you just keep revealing until you get one. So Jackie, I'm not sure would actually. That's true. That's true. desirable there, but. The manipulation uh, would come in where you're trying to hit one or the other. Yeah, but yeah, this is weird. I guess like, I guess this because it's neutral, you can like stick it in whatever deck. Like maybe you're doing a cursed focus deck and you want another way to do a little bit of damage, uh, testlessly or something, um, I, or, or a way to heal. I don't know. It costs. It's level two though. So the, yeah, that's the thing is I feel like the healing side of it is less generally useful. Like uh, in certain campaigns where there's a lot of damage, maybe that's kind of useful. If you have an ally like Beat Cop that you want to heal, it's better. If you're Mark, then it's better. But if you're a Guardian, which the, the Beat Cop or Mark scenario, you just have access to things like Emergency Aid that are kind of just better for healing, right? Yeah. And then the, the damage side of it, okay, Tesla's damage, the thing that's awkward about it is this provokes AOs. No, so, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't? Oh, it says at the very bottom. Got it. Uh, well, that's some weird text justification there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so I guess that's. But even then, it, I don't know. It's like modal stuff is usually good. Like if you had a card that was just either heal two or deal two damage, that would be like, oh, that's cool because you can do two things with it. But this is like, even if you have some kind of manipulation to help you swing the odds in your towards the one that you want, it's still kind of unpredictable. Like you might have an enemy on you, like, great, I'm going to do two de- do do two damage to it. Oh wait, I found a bless token and I don't have any damage on me, but great, I just healed no damage. Yeah. I think you want to play it like with somebody who you know would have both damage on you and could also maybe deal some damage. Like cause Mark can quickly dispatch things anyways. Like he doesn't That's the thing. Mark Mark can kind of benefit from both. But like maybe new Agnes, like parallel Agnes, who takes a lot of damage to play events, she could take damage to play this, reduce the cost by one, and then it's also a spell. It is, yeah. So, so her her new signature draws her a card, or any of her her regular signature draws her a card too when she plays it. But she'll no matter what take damage from this because she could shuffle it back in her deck, or if she chooses to shuffle it back in her deck anyway. And then it's kind of whatever. If you have damage on you, then you'll just heal that damage anyway, or you can deal damage if you find a cursor. That's that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I would I would totally play two of these in parallel, Agnes. Yeah, it's kind I of a neat uh, combo. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'd play them in any other deck, but I, I yeah, <laughs> Parallel, Parallel Agnes, I think, is a cool use for this, actually. Yeah, if it were the other way around, I might Blessed or or Elder Sign then and deal two damage. I might consider it in Sister Mary, because damage, I, I feel like, is a little bit more potent than healing is, because healing is more reactive and, and damage is more proactive, and that's kind of what she needs. But, but yeah, it's also, I mean, so sister Mary, there is that card that like turns all the, turns all the curse tokens in the back into blessed tokens for one turn. And then at the end turns them back or something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Tides of fate, I think. But that, but that likely works on the wrong. I feel like way more often you're going to want this to deal damage. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then yeah. the times that you're going to want it to heal, it's, you're not in a great, if you get it to do damage, then it just doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know? Um, but there, there are some other use cases for it, though, right? There are, since the, anybody, literally anybody, uh, so if you're putting a ton of curse tokens in the bag, you might consider it too. So, so in the chat, Lord Batboy is asking, with Olive and some Chaos Bag luck, can both be resolved? And I, my, my oh. take is probably no, because I think that you, the, the, when you like reveal a curse token and you have to like set it aside and draw another one, that only happens during a test, right? This is not a test. So like with this, if you you keep drawing until you hit one of these tokens, once you draw a curse token, you're you're done, right? Well, no, but oh, if you Olive, Olive, Olive can reveal both a blessed and a curse at the same time. Because Olive, I can do that, right? Olive yeah. is reveal 
pick two <laughs> to resolve, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I was reading. I'm reading yeah, the giant. I'm reading the giant clarification FAQs on the All of RPD page to see if which one. Which that makes applies. sense. Just, even if you do have a lot of blessed and curse tokens, it's still pretty rare that you're going to be able to to get both from an olive. But yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool. Or if, you, kinda... or if you reveal two curse tokens, does that mean you can trigger the damage and do four damage with that? No, I think it's just if you revealed. So yeah. as long as you've revealed uh, one, you only do. But I'm glad you said that because in a rogue deck with double double and a lot of curse tokens, you might be able to have this resolved twice <laughs> is, is is one of the uh is one of the covenants like when you reveal a curse token treated as a blessed token or something like is is there some way to do it that way i don't know uh, uh, i forgot what they all do except for the guardian one that was good uh yeah i don't know maybe there's some wacky stuff you can do with it it's a neutral card so it's always like uh, it's something I could throw into a deck if I need to expand on it. But yeah, I, I think I think, it's fun, I think it's a fun parallel Agnes like signature card, uh, and I'd probably stay away from it apart from that. But all right, well, um, fair enough. Um, yeah. So we we have one we have one special. But we're, we're done. We're done talking about cards, but there's one announcement we have to make, right? Yeah. So so that's all of the cards. Um, what we did want to mention though is that we are taking part in this year's Blackest Friday um, You all may know that Dan, especially, is a big fan of puzzles and riddles. So for this year, what we're going to be doing is asking you to submit an Arkham Horror card game riddle. Um, so this should just be like kind of a smaller riddle that's basically just the solution of the riddle being a card from Arkham. So <laughs> my example to you Dumb. So, so 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 just to clarify puzzles and riddles very different things i would say i, I like puzzles riddles <laughs> eh, eh, fine uh i'm very very excited for paul dano as the riddler in the new batman movie that's going to be exciting but, uh, <laughs> no so, but 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 so by riddle you mean like a short a short you know text sentence a couple sentences or something which hints at the name of a card and the the reader has to try to figure out what card it is right exactly yeah so yeah. We're going to be uh, raffling off rewards to the best entries. Um, an example of one might be if Bill Nye became a writer, but with a twist that Camus and Sartre would be proud of. That's that's my riddle. I don't know if ever decipher that in any Sorry, way. If Bill Nye was what? You got out there. <laughs> if Bill Nye became a rapper, but with a twist Camus and Sartre would be proud of. David Renfield? Sartre? <laughs> no. I I thought I, this and I was like maybe this is just right. I, I think David Renfield has the special property that he's the answer to all of these riddles. That's what I think. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna come up with an example riddle, but I took a nap. I mean, and let I mean, Dean do it. So. Camus and Sartre are existentialists. Uh, Bill Nye's a science guy. Uh, what do those have in common? Uh, they're also they're also both French. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> deny. Existent. Uh, there we go. Oh, that's so, that's I, like that's that's like a cryptic crossword because you're doing you're doing a thing with like phonetically Bill Nye's name and one of them, and then you uh, throw it in the trash and 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 listeners come up with a yeah. better come yeah up please, with a better please, please please do better than that listeners uh please yeah <laughs> setting the bar very low Dane uh, uh, yeah. prizes yeah. this year will include copy Gloria Goldberg novel Dark Revelation uh a Stella Investigator starter pack. Alongside one copy of the Innsmouth Conspiracy and the N2D those back to jumpstart your Innsmouth experience. So you could play straight through scenarios with Aria and Stella just by making a cool riddle. Um, and all entries, uh, as long as you send us anything <laughs> that's that's mildly cool, we uh, will receive a, uh, a copy of our custom personal. Because honestly, who I don't our, think our, anybody. Hey, I don't need more. Our our custom our custom charisma promo, which is super cool. So we're always yes. we're always happy to give more of those out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, check up on our blog post for this for this episode at mur. For the full list of prizes, because we are throwing in a couple. Of- 
Um, because because Dane keeps coming out, I'm just going to clarify that the URL is nur.fm. Yes. Yeah. And we'll put up the full uh, full rules and how to submit and all that uh, so you don't have to just listen to the podcast over and over again <laughs> um, to figure that out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyways, with all that said, how does everybody feel about this pack? Is anybody else hoping to see anything specific later in the cycle? Like the Blessed Bazooka. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. Reach out to us on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, wherever you guys listen to the podcast, or email us at comments at nur.fm. If you'd like to help support the cast, consider donating to our Patreon. Otherwise, thanks everybody for listening. Stay safe, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.